Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome to the show. I am Tom Ackerman. It's good to be along with you. I'm getting ready to play some audio for you and all kinds of reaction from all kinds of different sports, starting with the United States women's national team. They lost this morning. If you're just tuning in, if you're just getting oriented here in this uh, in this early morning, actually, it's not early morning anymore. It's 10.06. Let's go. Uh, we have a United States team that's out of the World Cup. The U.S. lost to Sweden on penalty kicks, and they fell by a final uh, of 5-4 on penalties in what was a scoreless draw for the second straight match. They had a scoreless draw against Portugal, and they had a scoreless draw this time against Sweden. Went to penalty kicks. Megan Rapino was one of those who skied the ball uh, this time over the goal. There were others who could not score. I believe, Drew, there were three of their penalty kicks that did not go for goals. And they didn't score any in regulation in extra time. And this they did it to themselves. They didn't play well against Portugal. They didn't play well against Sweden, not to their standards anyway, trying for an unprecedented third World Cup title. And for the first time ever, they are knocked out of the World Cup. This is Jenny Taft of Fox with... Uh, Julie Ertz. The emotion says it all. It's hard to even find the right words. Describe what you're going through right now after the loss. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you never... Obviously, we're proud of the way that we played, but um, we didn't put anything in the back of the net. I mean, the penalties was tough as well. Um, I think for me, it's just emotional because it's probably my last game ever being able to have the honor to wear this crest so I think it's just you know it's just tough it's just tough like I I feel like it's just um an emotional time so it absolutely sucks I mean penalties are the worst (laughs) um but it's an honor to represent this team and I'm excited for the future of the girls and speaking of that future and really the legacy that you're leaving. I mean, you and so many of these veterans have been so crucial to where this team has gone in the past and where you want this team to go in the future. What do you want to leave your mark in terms of this legacy with the team? Um, I hope the grit. Um, Kelly always says that we just rent these jerseys and it's the job to pass it down to the younger ones to continue that in their DNA. It's been an absolute ride. I've learned so much about myself and as a player, but even just as a person. So this team obviously um, competes and plays soccer, but it does so much more, and I'm just very grateful. It's been incredible. Thank you for everything, and thank you for stopping. Thanks. 
pretty classy there of Julie Ertz of the United States Women's National Team to speak for a good 90 seconds there with Jenny Taft and uh, doing it in a very emotional way, obviously. It's something that is going to be tough on these women and their fans. But quite honestly, you know, this is a team that, uh, led by Megan Rapinoe, has been very outspoken. Uh, They have uh, been able to step up for women's sports. They have stood their ground. They have taken some criticism, and there will be some piling on as well. Now, they're going to uh, feel the wrath of fans who don't like them, and that is part of sports too, unfortunately. We see it at all levels. Uh, We see it everywhere. We see it worldwide, and the United States women's national team is going to have to sit on this for a long time and try to figure out how to get themselves back together again. Uh, and they have elevated the sport around the world. So these teams have caught up to them. These teams are looking at any time they play the United States as the biggest game of their lives, and that's where the U.S. women's team has to get back to. There's going to be a lot of noise surrounding all of this, but the bottom line is they have to figure out how to get back to that level of we will put everything out on the field, And we are going to do all that we can to take the world by storm and make headlines. You know, they got a little big. They got a little big. And it took them a while. uh, But they got big fast, and then they got bigger and bigger. Now it's time to have that underdog mentality somehow, some way. And perhaps this does it to them. It's the first time they've ever been knocked out of the round of 16. First time ever. United States women's national team is out. The Cardinals, they won yesterday. They beat the Rockies 6-2. to two. Let's play a little bit of that. I mean, come on. The Cardinals are out of the playoff race, but you can't celebrate a little bit once in a while when things go well for a guy like Steven Matz. Wind and the pitch by Matz. The 1-2 delivery is swung on and missed, and he strikes him out. That's five for Steven Matz. And we were only in the third inning. Matz was really good. He went six innings. The Cardinals won the game 6-2, to two, and Matz worked over the Rockies. He allowed just one run in those six innings, and he got an early lead from this guy. On two and two, block with the pitch. O'Neill hits it hard to left field. That carries way back and gone! Over the left field wall. O'Neill's fifth home run of the year. That was a laser from O'Neill. Solo home run that gave him a one nothing lead. Cardinals carried that lead into the fourth. Dylan Carlson with a sack fly made it 2 nothing. Wilson Contreras. A swing, and there's a drive to left field. That's it well, and that ball gets down and bounces off the wall. Goldsmith scores. Arnado is right behind him on a double by Contreras. And the Cardinals lead 4-1. Tommy Edmond added a two-run triple. Cards went up 6-1. They won it 6-2. I was asked by Scott Jagow earlier this morning on Total Information AM what kind of attitude the Cardinals carry or what kind of philosophy they carry moving forward, knowing that wins don't necessarily mean anything uh, in the standings, but they mean a lot to these players. These players have to play well if they want to remain Cardinals or if they want to up their own value. This is the big leagues, and they all are going to have to show the Cardinals and everybody else what they've got here over the last couple of months. So it's going to be an important stretch for those Cardinals players. We'll talk to John Mozalock about that very thing at 1130, what he has planned for the offseason as he completed six players traded at the deadline and received 10 in return. Ollie Marmel will also comment on that here in a couple of minutes when he joins us live. 
We're also going to pay tribute to Don Coryell today, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game, finally gets enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, unfortunately, uh, and gosh, do we wish he, he would have been here for that. It was posthumously, but certainly I'm sure his family is thrilled. The one thing I felt that was left out of yesterday was any reference to the Cardinals or St. Louis, and we'll do that here because we were the home of Don Coriel's Cardinals for a number of years, and we'll pay him the proper tribute. If they're not going to do it there, we'll do it here. Right here on KMOX, Don Coriel and the Cardinals from the 1970s with highlights from Bob Starr. I know that's going to shake up some memories for a lot of our listeners. That's for sure. Lutz Fan and Steel of St. Louis City SC will be along with us. Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar driver. We'll hear from Stuart Sink and Justin Leonard on how they're excited to come to St. Louis to play in a month in the Ascension Charity Classic. So much to do. Sports on a Sunday morning. Coming to you from downtown St. Louis in our KMOX studios, Ollie Marble is next. Welcome. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Indeed, and we are joined right now by the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Ollie Marmel, is with us. Always great to be with you. How are things in downtown St. Louis from your end? Not bad. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. I liked what I saw from Stephen Matz yesterday, and we'll get into that 
and much more. But just as a whole, you know, I spent the last week watching the Cardinals, listening to it on KMOX, went to the game on Friday, and it is different. Uh, it, it does feel a little bit different. I, the game is the same, and certainly there's a passion in your players to perform well, but it does feel a little bit different not being where you want to be in the standings. Just where is it from your side of things post-trade deadline? Yeah, Tom, I hear you, but I can't focus on that. Um, There's just not time or room for it. These guys are competing. um, Our starting nine are going hard. They're they're going about it no different than before. Um, And on the pitching side, there's just going to be opportunities for guys that, um, quite honestly, haven't been in certain roles in the past, and some of them are stepping up, and we look forward to, to seeing more of it. But regarding the standings, the reality is we're going to continue to compete and keep our head down, and uh, we'll see where when this ends where we're at. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, as yesterday, fresh in my mind, Stephen Matz looks like a man on a mission. And while you could say he's in the rotation next year because he's under contract, nothing is guaranteed, and he actually is pitching like that. He's To me, he's pitching like someone who said, okay, I see what's ahead next year. Let me show you what I can do. Yeah, and that's what that's what's needed. Um, if you look at the first half form compared to his last several outings, I mean, we're looking at a completely different guy, and a lot of it's driven by, I mean, two things. One, the mentality is different. I think the intent behind what he's doing is different. There's more conviction behind each pitch. Um, you can you can just sense it while he's out there. And two, the velo's up, and that's that's a big deal because he can use that fastball at the top of the zone. He can use it at the bottom. And when he's sticking that pitch at the bottom of the zone, it's hard to lay off of his changeup that he throws right off of it. So um, we're, we're seeing him in a very, very good stretch at the moment. Yeah, he looks great. He really does. Six innings yesterday for Mats. He throws enough to get the Cardinals in a great position. They provided him some runs, and the Cardinals won the game 6-2. to two. Also in this rotation is Miles Michaelis for next year. He is under contract. Before we get to the rest of it, uh, what do you think of Michaelis? As, uh, what, what do you expect to see out of him as we run down the stretcher? I know he's he's serving his suspension right now, but eventually you'll get him back in there. Yeah, he'll be back in there, and he'll throw uh, first game in Tampa. And um, what we expect out of him is what we always expect out of Miles. This is a guy that has pitchability, um, can throw all his pitches for strikes. He's not going to get a ton of swing and miss, a lot of balls in play. Um, but he's going to keep guys off balance, and he, he's done exactly that. So there's going to be out. Listen, when, when you have a guy that gets a lot of balls in play and doesn't miss bats, you, you're going to have certain games where a lot of it falls in for hits, and it's just it, it's tough to like pitch through traffic. Um, and there's going to be certain games where a lot of those balls are right at people. And he's going to have quick innings, and he's going to be deeper in game, and his pitch count's going to be down. But what we expect from from Miles is exactly what he's uh, he's been doing. Ali, how do you see the Adam Wainwright situation? I was at the game Friday, and it's hard. I mean, I, you know, we all saw him at his very, very best. He's one of the great pitchers to ever wear this uniform, and he's struggling to get outs. You know, the baseball's a an unforgiving game. It it uh, it doesn't care about what you've done, does it? <laughs> it could care less what you've done. Um, and uh, no, it's been tough. I mean, there's no skating around. That's just the reality. And, and Wainwright will tell you it's been tough. And um, he's a competitor, and he's going to continue to give it his best and take his best shot. Um, 
there's outings like it's not his most recent one with the one before that where he did a really nice job and the one before that he was on a 65 pitch count and he just went after it he knew he didn't have a, a whole lot of pitches to mess around with and he was on the attack and he he gave us five innings in there in arizona so um our hope is that he can repeat that um has it looked great at times no the answer is absolutely not um is he happy about it no or we know but um is he going to continue to take his best shot Yes, and our hope is that it looks better next time out. You still have some room to look at pitchers that, you know, can, because you've traded uh, Jack Flaherty and Jordan yeah. Montgomery, you have some room that you can look at a Matthew Libertor at a Dakota Hudson. Heck, at Zach Thompson today. I mean, you know, who knows what you're going to see. But I, I wanted to go to Libertor in particular. I thought sure. Hudson was great. Um, we've seen Hudson do great. We, I think a lot of people were, were waiting to see the progression of Matthew Libertor I think we saw a glimpse of that in his last start. When he rears back and lets it go, he's got he can you talk about velo, he can get it up there, can he? Yeah, there's a couple of contributors to him having success. One's going to be getting that velo back up to what we've seen it in the past. Um when when he's mid to 96, 97, but but in that range of 95 plus, he he's a lot better. Um and then land in the curveball. That that's going to be his biggest swing and miss pitch. So when he's able to steal strikes with it early, and then expand late and get that swing and miss with it, that's when he's going to be at his best. So so the contributors there is going to be below and the the ability to land that curveball. If you look at that outing, there's flashes of good, and we're going to continue to build on it. But I believe he had maybe one or two swing and misses the the, the entire outing. Um, so that's something that we're going to continue to improve upon. But, yes, there's flashes of, of what he's capable of doing. We're going to get it more consistent every time out, and that's a big focus for us moving forward. Boy, Zach Thompson was just all smiles during spring training. He had an ERA of zero. He was so pleased with not only landing his curveball, which is great, but his fastball can get up there too. I know what the Cardinals were trying to do. They were trying to see if they could get him – to develop into a starter and stretch him out a little bit. It, the numbers and the performances did not work. He's back in St. Louis. He becomes a reliever, and now you've got him starting this game today. Just how do you see Zach Thompson for the future? Um, yeah, it's not what just the Cardinals wanted to do. It's what Zach wanted to yeah. do as well. I mean, he sees himself as a starter. He really wanted to have a shot as a starter. We gave him the opportunity to do that. Um, to your point, the numbers weren't great. The walk rate against righties and lefties was super high. Um, but I don't think it's indicative of what we'll see in the future from him. I think he'll be better than that. Um, but I also think that it's an off-season conversation and approach where he gets the time to come into spring training as a starter, and you give him that ability to do that. Right now, um, the need – at the moment is for him to come out of the pen. Now he'll spot start tonight uh, or today for this day game, and we'll we'll take a look at it. But, um, again, listen, the name of the game up here is consistency. When you talk about Libby, Thompson, Hudson, you, you go down the list. In order to survive, it's not showing flashes of great, but it's your ability to be consistent with your skill set. And that's what we're aiming for with a lot of the young guys that are going to get an opportunity here in the next several months. Oliver Marmel is with us, Cardinals manager, for just a little bit longer. I know we're hitting on a lot of pitching here, but I'm curious what you thought of John King. Uh, King is the one major league ready guy who comes over at the trade deadline among the 10 players that join the organization. How's King, the lefty? Yeah, in conversation with him, he's been great. It seems like a good fit. Um, this is a guy that uh, 
if you kind of think back to McFarland type of uh, arm where he, he's going to be on the ground a ton, it doesn't matter righty, lefty, this guy lives on the ground, a ton of ground ball outs. Um, he'll induce the double play and he'll be used in those situations where, where we'll find a lane where, where we need to get out of an inning. But um, his first time out, I thought he did a really nice job. The Cardinals will take on the Rockies today and go for a series win. They just released your lineup, and I was looking it over. Boy, there's still a ton of firepower in this thing. I mean, Edmund's going to lead off and play short, and then you go Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill, Gorman, Walker. Uh, they can all hit it and hit it a long way. Carlson's no slouch either, and Kisner behind the plate. Newt Barr is your number nine hitter. You know, looking over everything that goes on offensively, and O'Neill's going to be the DH today. That's intriguing, the way that he's played. He looks comfortable at the plate, but I'm most intrigued by how he's planning to keep himself healthy and, and durable. Communication's been good. Um, being able to bring him in and plan the next series ahead of time of, like, here's how we're going to do it as far as being able to DH a certain amount of days, play the field, have a certain amount of days off, Um it's been good, and in reality, it, it's going to be a different schedule. Um, he's not going to run out there seven days in a row, eight days in a row, nine days in a row like like our corner guys do. Um, it's going to look different, but in order to get a high level of production out of him and keep him healthy, um, that's what it's going to take. So um, in collaboration with him, our medical team and performance team, we'll make sure that we keep him on the field because when he's on the field, you see what he's capable of doing. It's 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 a elite skill set. Yeah, no doubt about it. Ollie Marmel with us. Uh, you, as we look at that lineup in particular, the other thing that jumps out as I uh, as I run through is that Nolan Arenado is in there playing third base and batting third. Uh, is he? What? How much time does he get off here down the stretch? No, and I appreciate the question. It, it, this isn't a matter of getting him off days down the stretch, but think about. The last three weeks, this guy went extremely hard um, in order to get us to potential. I mean, he wanted to win every game down the stretch and make it tough for our front office to have to make a decision. And he wanted no off days. He wanted to uh, help us win every day. So we gave him an off day the other day. And when you do that, it's important to honor it. Um, it's important to when you tell him before the day starts, hey, I'm staying away from you at all costs. Like take a physical day, take a mental day. Um, that's needed because they come back a lot stronger when you do that and they appreciate when you stay away from them when, when they do have an off. And now there'll be times where he can come off the bench and take an at-bat depending on the stretch of games that we have and off days moving forward. But the other day was a great example of that with, with a moderate end in the game. Um, and you look at the bench and you got Nolan sitting there um, that you could use, but those are the situations where there's certain times during the year where a player goes extremely hard like Nolan has, and you just honor the fact that he has a both a physical and a mental day off. Because the reality is in order for him to take that bat in the eighth or ninth inning with his routine, he's starting to get ready in the fifth, um, and that's no longer an off day for him. So um, moving forward, th- yeah, there'll be off days for these guys and him specifically, but He's a guy that wants to go hard and doesn't like days off. But if you look at our next couple of weeks, there, there's some built-in days as well. That's a really good answer, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate that. Uh, this is Ollie Marmel. One last thing for you is that 
I still think, and I did answer this earlier this morning when Scott Jago, our anchor, asked me, is that there's a lot on the line for these players. I know there's a lot of pride and everything, but um, you know, you are you you constantly have to create uh, the aura, not aura, but you have to create competition. Uh, you want uh, players continuing to go after something. Just ha- do you see it that way as, as you kind of gear up uh, for this final stretch? Yeah, it's no, it's it's no different. Like, yes, we sold some pieces off in order to get a return to position ourselves for next year. But in the clubhouse, there's no like, hey, we're just going to show up today and let's figure out what next year looks like. Like, you, you walk in today, and every single person, the staff, the players, are locked in on how to win tonight's game. And then once today's over, we move on to how to win tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So it's not this. There's not a different feel in the clubhouse of setting ourselves up for for next year just going through the motions like guys are busting their ass to win today's game bottom line and there's different names in different roles um and they need to step up and they're going to get an opportunity um to do to do a job at the highest level ever and um yeah, so so we're not looking at this any different than before the trade deadline. Guys are looking to compete and win daily. I hear that. The Cardinals have a lot of pride in that uniform. I know that's for sure. And the Cardinals taking on the Rockies today. We look forward to having it on KMOX, as we always do. Oliver Marmel is the manager of the Cardinals. Thank you for spending this time with me. I always appreciate it. Appreciate it, Tom. We'll visit with him once again on Wednesday morning this coming week on Total Information AM. When we come back, we're going to do two things. One, you're going to hear the call from Tom Hamilton on the Cleveland Guardians radio network. And if you didn't hear what happened between the Guardians and the White Sox last night, you are going to be in for a treat because not only will you hear what happened, you're going to hear it through the voice of Tom Hamilton, who is one of the best to ever do it. He's the radio voice of the Cleveland Guardians. Then we're going to pay tribute to Don Coryell, who went into the Hall of Fame. Um, and finally, finally, uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled about it, although sad in a lot of ways that he was not able to see it. But we will hear it KMOX style when we come back. It's a slammer! Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. Great to have Ollie Marmel with us. We appreciate him. The Cardinals manager just joined us for a segment. You can go back and listen to it. Good insight on all moves and thoughts on pitching and otherwise on KMOX.com, on our Odyssey app as well. And we will have the podcast up on our Sports on a Sunday Morning podcast page like we always do. Yesterday, the Cardinals beat the Rockies 6-2, to two, and they play the Rockies today at 115. Last night, the White Sox played the Guardians. I'm not sure that anyone knows what the final score was. They do know, however, what happened. If you're just getting up, you probably have seen this video on television or you've seen it on social media. But have you heard the call From the voice of the Cleveland Guardians on the Guardians Radio Network, here is the one and only Tom Hamilton. Here it comes. A swing and a smash to first by the diving Vaughn. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in to score is Jimenez. 
And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a 5-1 to one Chicago lead, but everybody from the dugouts and the bullpens congregated around second base. You never see Jose Ramirez get upset like that. And Tim Anderson was on the wrong side of that punch. That's the one and only Tom Hamilton on the Cleveland Guardians radio network. What a call. That's the call of the year so far of the fight between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. Anderson actually landed a couple, but not quite what Ramirez did. He came back and absolutely delivered some thunder with the right hand and knocked Anderson back cold, and they had to help him off the field, actually. Tim Anderson is not in Chicago's starting lineup today. While Jose Ramirez is playing, Major League Baseball is likely to discipline both following a fight and a wild brawl last night. The White Sox won the game, by the way, 7-4, to four, but not before Anderson and Ramirez threw punches at second base. The, Ramirez, as Hamilton said, is a soft-spoken, tough competitor, never gets upset. He's an all-star third baseman. He knocked down Anderson with an overhand right to the chin. Both players were ejected. Both managers were ejected. The Guardians' third base coach was ejected. The Guardians' closer was ejected. And this is a melee that is still being reviewed by Major League Baseball. Several flare-ups, by the way. Took the umpiring crew 15 minutes to get them off the field. That was pretty wild and a great call by Tom Hamilton. Here are some great calls by Bob Starr. I want to take you back in time uh, to 1975. Wide to the left side goes Mel Gray. To the right side comes Ike Harris. Kane is tied on the left side. Backs off set strong left behind Hart. First down at the Dallas 49. The backs off shift to the right side now. Behind Hart who again works with the long count and goes back to throw and sets and looks and fires. Long and deep for Mel Gray. He's there at the 10. Five. Touchdown. 49-yard touchdown pass from Jim Hart to Mel Gray, who just flat out ran Mel Renfro and took it to the five and skipped in for the score, and the Cardinals are on the board again. The 1975 St. Louis Cardinals division champions two years after Don Coryell was brought into St. Louis to guide the franchise. The head coach with his Air Coriel offense had that team flying through the air with Jim Hart hitting Mel Gray right there. They also connected for a 74-yard touchdown against the Jets back in 75 that season, and on and on it went. He is a Hall of Famer and enshrined yesterday posthumously Don Coriel goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The speech delivered by his daughter, Mindy Coriel Lewis. Ladies and gentlemen, representing Don Coriel for enshrinement in the Pro Football Hall of Fame is his daughter, Mindy Coriel Lewis, and presenter, Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinee, Dan Fouts. At this time, they unveil the Don Coriel bust, 
And it is always one of the great moments, and it's an incredible thing if you and she kisses Don Coriel's uh, uh, face as she makes her way to the podium. It is incredible when you go to the Hall of Fame and see all of those busts. He is now in there. Here's Mindy Coriel Lewis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you, Dan, for that amazing introduction and all that you've done that has led to this moment. Okay. I promise myself I will not cry. <laughs> there are so many people who had an impact on my dad personally and professionally that it would be impossible to thank everybody. So I'll just say thank you now before I forget. The number one person I know he'd thank is his wife, Elisa, our mom, who was his most valued assistant coach and his Air Coriel co-pilot. This is the lady who would pin notes to my football-focused, absent-minded dad's underwear so he wouldn't forget his uh, appointments on his recruiting trips. Can you imagine? He couldn't possibly miss his appointments if he had to get his underwear out of the suitcase and see his notes pinned to them. The hardest thing for me, my brother, and the rest of our family is to challenge what my dad would have said if he were here. So I'll do my best. Here's hoping I don't channel his lisp what I'm sure of is that he'd be humbled, grateful, and maybe just a bit surprised that his legacy has lived on for all these years and is now forever recognized as being worthy of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Growing up, my dad was just my dad, or pop, the stories that you might have heard about him being so focused on football that he'd forget that I was in the car driving me and the trash to San Diego State, go Aztecs, rather than dropping me off at the school bus stop and the trash at the bottom of our very, very long, steep driveway are all absolutely true. So certainly, I was aware of his focus on football, watching him constantly scribbling on his ever-present yellow legal pad, but never really knowing or even considering as a young person how his doodling would forever change the game of football. Lots of people tell me, especially his old ball players, I'm looking at you, there's Dan. <laughs> how my dad either invented or improved so many offensive concepts. But more importantly, that he was a player's coach and that the relationships he fostered were really the key to his success. I believe that he felt that not only the X's and O's were his work and passion, but also the lasting relationships that he built. I never get tired of those stories and everyone's impressions of him. Timmy, where are you? And Hank? One of my earliest memories is of little Mindy playing on the room, on the living room floor. And a very young, very big John Madden coming over for dinner. 
And as he walks through our front door, he envelops the entire door frame. And my memory, I think he actually had to stoop to walk in through our front door. Big John said in his enshrinement speech that he believes that after the last fans leave for the day and the lights have been turned off and all the doors locked, that the bus talk to each other. Can you imagine that? <sighs> Don't you wish you could be in that room listening to Big John, Pop, and the other guys telling their stories? Oh my gosh, and the laughter? I want to personally congratulate and thank the Gold Jacket class of 2023, all you guys, and their families, Annie, for their support and friendship over the last six months. Lastly, our family would like to thank the Chargers and the Selectors and, of course, the Pro Football Hall of Fame for this exceptional honor. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Coriel has landed in Canton. I broke my promise. <laughs> She did cry at the end. The uh, emotional Mindy Coriel Lewis giving the speech there for at the Pro Football Hall of Fame for list, her though, father Don Coriel, and you know it, it's it's not not her fault, uh, but she did not mention the Cardinals in there. And you know Howard Balzer tweets and covers the Arizona Cardinals and tweeted uh, last night and this morning about the fact that the Cardinals really haven't made much mention of the fact that Coriel has gone into the hall of fame. And perhaps that is why it's no surprise that she mentioned the chargers there and not the Cardinals. Uh, it, that's a shame because the Arizona Cardinals should know that a big part of their history is here in St. Louis. And the fact that Don Coriel turned this town into a football town and turned that offense and pioneered what you see today, high-flying, vertical passing game. He did that. You can thank him for the Rams winning the Super Bowl in 1999 because Mike Martz patterned what he did after Air Coriel. On and on it goes. It is a bit, You ask what would the busts say to each other inside the Hall of Fame when the lights are turned off. When Don Coriel came, comes into that room, they will say there is the greatest offensive coach in the history of the game. Here's another highlight from 1975. He started, remember, in 73 and actually didn't have a good year here. They were 4-9-1, and one, same record as they had the previous year. But in 1974, they went 10-4. and four, And Terry Metcalf doubled as kick returner and became the first Cardinal to gain over 2,000 all-purpose yards in a season. Steve Jones is in to run with Metcalf. Third down and eight at the 30 of Dallas. Back to throw his heart. Sets and looks. Fires up and toward the end zone. Up high and caught for a touchdown by Terry Metcalf. A superior catch by Terry Metcalf in a crowd between Bell Renfro and Charlie Waters and Randy Hughes. And he made an a tremendous catch, almost an impossible grab for Terry Metcalf, and the Cardinals break on top. That was against the Dallas Cowboys, and this team, this Cardinals team, with Don Coriel at the helm, was tough on Tom Landry's Cowboys. They finished that 1974 year, as I mentioned, 10 and 4. The next year, they went 11 and 3, and they repeated as NFC East champions. 
two games behind Dallas, one game behind Washington after losing to both of those teams in the first four weeks of the season. But they defeated both of those teams, won nine of the final ten to win the division, got knocked out of the playoffs in the first round by the Los Angeles Rams. But that team in 74 and 75 was as good as you'll find in the league. Anybody who watched the league then would tell you. And Don Coryell got it going here in St. Louis, eventually to the Chargers, and eventually to Canton, Ohio as a Hall of Famer. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Some racing. Scott McLaughlin is coming here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The IndyCar driver is next. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Coming up in St. Louis, the weekend of August 26th, it's the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. IndyCar will be coming back to Worldwide Technology Raceway. And in that field... That turn five spot is a real handful for Grosjean. There's going to be a new race leader. His name is Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin wins at Bubba Motorsports Park. He is on a bit of a run of late. Six straight top eight finishes, tied for fifth place in the overall standings. He will be at Worldwide Technology Raceway, and he is with us now. He is Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar driver, on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Thank you for being with us, Scott. How are you? No worries. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Welcome to rainy St. Louis. This isn't ideal <laughs> driving conditions. What the heck? No, it's not great, and it's not going to be great if it rains like this for the Speedway in, the, in a couple of weeks. But no, I look super excited to get back here to St. Louis. Uh, it's always a, it's always a favorite for me and on the calendar in terms of the racetrack. I really enjoy the track. Um, I like the city. I've been to a couple of Cardinals games when I've been here. It's uh, a lot of fun around this time of year, and uh, yeah, really look, looking forward to getting back. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be on Sunday, August 27th, which is a 2 o'clock start at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I've been involved with Curtis Francois, the owner, and the general manager, Chris Blair, in a partnership for some time now, promoting events and uh, emceeing events with regard to the track. We've had NASCAR there, but IndyCar's been there for quite a while and draws a terrific crowd as well. What do you think of the Oval specifically uh, and uh, the tight, tight turns one and two? Yeah, it's it's a difficult track. You know, it, it, when you have an Oval that's, not really the same on, on, on either side. It's, it's difficult because you've got to set up and drive a little bit differently on both ends. You know, three and four is a very fast corner where it's basically flat out for us, uh, where one and two is you, you, you're breaking and going down a couple of gears. So it's, uh, it is pretty in- interesting, but it's, 
you know that's what we why we love short overs, why we love gateway, and you know we'll be uh, working the high line as soon as we can to make sure that we get plenty of passing done um, during the race. It is going to be a lot of fun for sure. What brings you to town, by the way? What is your plan while you're here? Uh, we're here just doing a little uh, promotion before we get here in a few weeks. Uh, we race in Nashville this weekend, but um, you know, quick little stop over in St. Louis to you know promote the race and uh, around the town and, and get it ready. You know, like I said, I've, I've had some really good results here the last few years. I've had a fourth and a third, um, so yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully, to jump a couple of steps and, and promote maybe a a weekend where people can come watch me win. <laughs> yeah, this is Scott McLaughlin. The New Zealand native is with us on KMOX. The IndyCar driver will be here. Great young driver. In fact, he was the IndyCar Series Rookie of the Year in 2021 and had a breakthrough season last year with three IndyCar Series victories. This is a heck of a team, too. Team Penske has a lot of history. Uh, what is it like to drive for Team Penske? Oh, it's incredible. You know, they've got now 19 Indy 500 wins and, and, and many championships, especially in IndyCar. And, uh, you know, I've added to a few of those, except for the 500. I'd certainly like to do that. But, um, you know, you know when you jump into a Penske car, you've got an opportunity to to win every race. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for that. But I'm just trying to also make the most of that opportunity. And, you know, it's a, it's a special thing. Um, but now with Roger also owning the series, um, yeah, you, you've got a, a reputation to uphold. You know, you're you're one of his drivers. You you promote yourself with the partners, for your fans, for everything, and for the sport itself. And um, we know that's a big investment for Roger, and, and something we take on very seriously. That yeah. is Scott McLaughlin visiting with me earlier this week. The New Zealander is on the pole for today's. Music City Grand Prix in Nashville. Numero uno. He is one of the hottest drivers on the circuit right now. Scott McLaughlin at IndyCar will be here August 27th for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. This race in Nashville gets going in a little under an hour from now. Uh, Joseph Newgarden's going to try to win it. He lives in Nashville, so he's going to try to win his home race, the Music City Grand Prix. He just won last week or a couple of weeks ago at Iowa Speedway, and he won the Indianapolis 500. So Newgarden's having a great year. McLaughlin's going to try to knock him off today. We'll be back with more Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 